source of all wisdom and understanding, be present to all of us who take counsel in this annual meeting for the renewal and mission of your church. Teach us in all things to seek first your honor and glory. Guide us to perceive what is right and grant us both the courage to pursue it and the grace to accomplish it. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Well, before we get into some of the other business, uh, one thing that I must do is I want to thank the vestry in general because what I've watched happen through the years is the vestry of St. Luke's, and I think it's because our church has evolved and changed through the years. The vestry has grown uh, to be a truly tremendous body of people. And it's not that our vestries in the, ba- in the past have been horrible. Um, my early years here, we had some challenges. Um, but especially lately, the last, um, I would say, five, six, seven years, the quality of the vestry has been just tremendous in terms of spiritual depth, in terms of commitment, in terms of willingness to work. And uh, I've been truly blessed by the vestry. And this class of vestry that's graduating um, is, has been a wonderful class. And I want to invite the retiring vestry up here, John Evans, Susan Oxner, Rick Fannenschmidt, and Lynn Graves. Is Rick here, by the way? There he is. Good. Is Ling here? I thought someone was missing. I guess it was Ling. Just uh, a, a particular highlight from each. Uh, Rick has been a tremendous blessing to the preschool, Um, if you don't know that. What a blessing. As as well as serving on the vestry, just a blessing. Susan, um, she's fun for one. Uh, But on top of that, just in terms of her enthusiasm for uh, St. Luke's in general, but also what she's done with the nominating committee uh, most recently, and just her kindness and generosity and her hard work on vestry, um, just a blessing as well. And John has been my rector's warden uh, last couple of years. That's no easy task. Uh, and so I have a, a plaque for each of them, thanking them for their ministry. And it says, well done, good and faithful servant, um, which I firmly believe. Uh, there's the missing one. Welcome. And this has got to be Rick. Yeah. But thank you all very much. And I, I appreciate Rick has his Steeler vest on. So that's great. Thank you. Very much. I want to announce to you the slate to be voted on of those who will be serving on vestry, one for one year, 
to take the place of Bill Thomas, who uh, was such a blessing on vestry in this church uh, and as treasure. Uh, someone will be taking his place for one year and then the rest for three years. But just uh, pause for a moment for Bill. Uh, up until his last week or two, was coming and serving and giving of himself. You want to talk about a model of someone who served Christ. Um, Bill was truly a servant of the Lord. And on top of it, um, he had a great sense of humor and a great heart and loved the Lord and his family. And we talked Pittsburgh. What a great thing. I mean, he was truly a blessing in my life. And I miss Bill. And um, uh, he also blessed Amy. Amy just talked about Bill and how great he was uh, to work with. And so um, we've got some shoes to fill there. But let me introduce to you the slate to be voted on to take Bill's place and then the other uh, four that will do three-year terms. Susan Hartman. Come on forward. Don't be shy. Hart Joseph. Hart just came back from surgery on his back. So please don't slap him on the back and say congratulations. <laughs> Terry McLeod. Come on around the front, Susan. Terry actually came back Tuesday for uh, a special meeting of the vestry, and I think he went back again, so he may not be here. John Chichero. And if you have any question about how to say that name, don't. And John Stanbridge. You know, the good thing about Vestry is we lost one John and we got two extras. So anyway, um, this, along with Terry McLeod, is uh, your Vestry slate to be voted on. And so uh, would someone like to move that we um, accept this slate? Yes, Kyle. Thank you. Second. Thank you, Tom. All in favor? Uh, opposed? Thank you very much. Well, the, you're going to be working. Thank you. And we have a special report. Actually, it's, it's not necessarily a report. It's actually really a neat thing. Um, Larry Satola. Uh, has been trying to think about doing something for a while. And we've actually talked about various options. And Larry came up with a great option that I'm thrilled with. Um, a mutual friend of ours, a mutual golfing buddy of ours. And, um, and uh, I'm just touched uh, for what he's about to present. And so, Larry. Thank you, Greg. Good morning. We're going to put some pictures up, and uh, <clears throat> well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Matthew 25, 21. Four years ago, St. Luke's lost a good and faithful servant of the Lord, Tony Colucci, a beloved friend, brother, father, and husband. His love for this church and the Lord 
and his humble service to St. Luke's is truly missed. In recognition of his good and faithful service to our church, we will be presenting an annual award to someone who represents the true meaning of faithful servant. In Tony's honor, we will present a plaque, the Tony Colucci Faithful Servant Award. It's an award given to our recipient who most exemplifies Tony's humble and outstanding service. Tony wore many hats at St. Luke's. One of the things Tony was passionate about was chairing the outreach committee. So a donation in the amount of $1,000 will be given to the outreach of the recipient's choice in Tony's memory. Jerry, Tony's wife, and Dana, his daughter, are here to present the award. Will you please come up? It is my honor to announce this year's Tony Colucci Faithful Servant Award will be given to Bev Connor. As you all know, Bev is involved in uh, many roles at St. Luke's, and her humble service is greatly appreciated and unmatched. Thank you. Thank you, Larry. Great job. And thank you, Jerry and Dana. And thank you, Bev. Great job. John Evans, you want to do the Rector's Warden's Report, your last one? I, too, want to thank everybody for coming today. Uh, I understand with the weather and so forth the difficulty, but we're glad you're here, and may God bless each one of you. Um, I loved Greg's line this morning in his sermon, we don't know what we're getting into, but we still do it. A little kidding, but there is a grain of truth to it. Um, But it has been an honor to serve as your rector's warden. Um, I want to continue to talk about the vestry for a moment and just tell you what they do in general terms and some of the things that we have been involved in this past year uh, and some of the things that you can look forward to in 2017. Um, 
I know there are many different views of what it means to be on the vestry and what the vestry does, but someone recently described to me the vestry's role. We do not come to church to be served by others. We come only to serve others. And the vestry really takes that to heart. And they have a fiduciary duty to you and to St. Luke's to ensure that the church operates soundly and that we understand the responsibility we have for the future of St. Luke's. I can tell you that last year, your vestry tackled some very difficult issues. They gave a great deal of their personal time, and they did it with just a single focus, and that was to do what is best for St. Luke's. Um, I want to personally thank each and every one of them for not only their contributions, uh, but their ability to work together with humility and respect for each other. Uh, so the following are the members of the 2016 vestry. Frank Bowen, the People's Warden. Sarah Tillman, Treasurer. Connie Anderson, Lane Graves. Ruth Houck, Susan Oshner. Rick Fannin-Schmidt, Amy Starnes, Rick Tranquilly, and Carolyn Van Nagel. And like Greg, I also want to recognize Bill Thomas, who was our treasurer. Sadly, he left us late last year, but his contributions to St. Luke's will be felt for a long, long time. And I also want to recognize Bev Connor as well. Uh, she deserved the award she just received. But Bev serves unselfishly as the secretary to the vestry. And lastly, I want to thank Greg. Um, Greg is a great leader. Uh, he works tirelessly for St. Luke's. He is open to change and change is coming. He's offered us wise and spiritual counsel, and I don't think without it we could have accomplished what we did. Last year, I told you I wanted to set some goals and establish some metrics to determine how well we were doing for you and for St. Luke's. Um, honestly, our efforts are still a work in progress, but we did make some major strides. The good news is we've got a committed group of people who will continue to work on these challenges. So some of the things that we did accomplish were, one, we established goals for St. Luke's. Growth is a challenge for us, just as it is for all denominational churches. Uh, we have seen issues related to our membership and our revenues but we're committed to reversing these trends. And to address this challenge, we identified both short and long-term goals around the areas of stewardship and developing a strategic plan for growth. 
We identified these after going through a process of setting priorities and then selecting these two as the most important. In the short term, we focused on stewardship, and we wanted to broaden the definition at St. Luke's to include your time, your talent, as well as your treasure. And the celebration of ministries in September was a major effort to begin to employ all of you with your time and your talent. Unfortunately, Hurricane Matthew interrupted the plans we had for your treasure, but we, and we did get started late. But we did do a lot of work to encourage all members to pledge and to begin to grow our revenues. While we did not achieve these goals, we will continue to work on them in the future. And stewardship at St. Luke's does need to become a year-round activity, and it needs to involve a larger number of our members. We want to give you a compelling reason to support our ministries and to inspire you to give of your time, your talent, and ultimately your treasures to generate more momentum for each of the ministries at St. Luke's. Completion of the preschool. The preschool was completed on time and within budget. It is, I think you will agree, a beautiful facility that promotes an important ministry in attracting students and young families uh, to our church. The preschool also represents a freshness to our campus that we believe will help us reach future generations that are important to our growth. Create a plan for maintaining our campus. And I want to thank Frank Bowen particularly for his leadership and the help that he received from many people because we now have an effective plan for growing, uh, maintaining our growing campus which is critical to helping us uh, utilize our resources more efficiently and to create a safe, clean, and functioning environment for each of us. Establish a new personnel committee. While St. Luke's doesn't have a large workforce, we still have a lot of the same human resource issues that all employers have. And thankfully, Tom Connor stepped up to assume leadership of that committee. And his committee's working hard now to define people's roles. Uh, we're organized to deliver services, ensuring that we comply with uh, all laws, and to help plan for our future growth. Where are we headed? There's much to do this year. And I want to say in succeeding years to keep us moving forward. Here are some of the activities that you will be uh, hearing about in 2017 and some that you may be asked to participate in. The first, develop a strategic plan for St. Luke's growth. This must be a plan that's relevant to Christians of all ages and that's going to be uh, a challenge for us to do. Establish a permanent stewardship committee. And again, as I said earlier, one that will function on a year-round basis. 
build on our celebration of ministries so that we continue to involve each of you in the ministries at St. Luke's. Conclude our capital campaign and construct a new parish hall. How exciting this event is that soon we're going to break ground on a new parish hall, one that's going to help us not only complete our plan to modernize our campus, but also one that's going to help present a bigger, brighter, fresher face to the Hilton Head community. So in closing, I want to say St. Luke's is truly a blessing in all of our lives. Our future will require your commitment and your prayers. So thank you very much. Thanks, John. I'd like to share just a few thoughts about um, John. John spoke about what our priorities are for the coming year, but I think uh, on top of that, I think the strategy for each of us is to seek each of us to continue to grow personally. I think that uh, oftentimes we get so busy and wrapped up in our day-to-day lives that we neglect our own personal time with the Lord, our own worship, and uh, both individually and corporately, and we need to be focused on our own personal growth. Uh, we can only grow as much as, uh, as, a, as a church as we grow individually and corporately together because we need to be able to offer to those around us in this community something. And what are we going to offer them if we ourselves aren't growing? And so we need to continue to seek the Lord, seek the face of the Lord, um, to pray, to grow in the knowledge and love of him. And we need to help those around us to grow in their commitment level, inviting them to small groups. Most of you here, if not all of you here, are the committed. We have a lot of semi-committed in our midst, and we need to help them become committed. And those on the periphery, we need to help them become more committed. And we need to reach out to the unchurched and the underchurched in our community. And it takes an effort. You know, I was... I was thinking about how over the last three years, we've probably lost close to 100 people in death alone. I'm not even talking about people that moved away. A lot of those have been longtime friends and supporters of St. Luke's. We have work to do. We have such a gift at St. Luke's. I love our church, by the way. And I think most of you do, if not all of you do. We have a gem. We have a blessing here. And when we begin the work on the parish hall and finish that work, between the preschool and the parish hall and our sanctuary and our offices and our grounds, we're going to have a gem to offer this community. Totally. I've been semi-embarrassed in the past with our school and our parish hall at times. We will have nothing to be embarrassed about. We have wonderful worship. 
We have wonderful people. We have classes and small groups. We have a strong vestry. We have biblical preaching and teaching. All we have to do is continue to seek the Lord, seek to grow, and reach out to others. I hate to put it this way, it's not rocket science. It's just being faithful. And we need to grow our stewardship too. And I realized this past year was a tough year. Hurricane Matthew, simultaneously given to a budget and a capital campaign, and losing a lot of people was a tough year. But we need to keep on keeping on. Because we are so blessed in so many ways. And as I've said many times from this pulpit, blessed to be a blessing. Blessed to be a blessing. And we need to bless others. And oh, by the way, I don't care who you voted for. That's not the answer. The gospel's the answer. Conversion's the answer. That's the answer. And it doesn't matter who's in charge in D.C. Jesus is still in charge. And we need to remember that. And it's the only answer that's really going to address the needs in this country. And all this calling out for my rights and my rights, it's about sacrificial love. And until our country figures that out, we're going to keep having division. And it's a sacrificial love that comes through Jesus Christ. And that's why we need to keep doing the work of the gospel together. I am blessed by your being here on such a yucky day and a long morning. And I know as I look around this room, you are the leaders and servants of this church. And I appreciate your commitment and your ministry. And we need to really reach out to to the others. I'm thankful for our staff. I'm thankful for our volunteers. I'm thankful for our vestry. And I just pray that the Lord continues to bless what we do here. Not only this year, but for years to come. And that we're able to expand it. And oh, by the way, once we complete the parish hall, I hope we are able to start a contemporary service down there too so we'll be able to expand our ministry and also to younger people because I think that will be an opportunity to really reach out to some younger families in a different way. It's been part of my dream for 15, 20 years to do that. And I think that will give us that opportunity. Someone said to me this morning, I hope you never change this service. The 10 o'clock. Well, you know, I understand that and I appreciate that. But I think we still need a service that will address younger people. If we're going to reach some of the newer younger people as in the 20s, early 30s. And I think the parish hall is the right setting to do that. So we've got work to do. But I think the Lord is beginning to open the way. 
And there's some exciting things coming for our parish, I believe. We're revitalizing the parish retreat. That'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that. Going back to Epworth and golfing on Friday afternoon as well. So, keep on keeping on. I appreciate what you've done. I'm blessed by your presence here. But keep on keeping on. We've got the best retirement plan in the world, but you don't get it until you die. So keep on keeping on. And thank you again. Okay. Um, It's time to hear from Peter Hunter and the Foundation. And while he's walking up, just a comment. I wish I could say more about the lawsuit. There's nothing to say. And the diocese, you know, you've probably heard it. You've probably seen it. And as we get closer, I'll talk more about it. We're moving to ACNA. That's more or less a done deal. You heard that from the bishop when he was here. And uh, if you have any questions about that as we get closer to diocesan convention, I'll be addressing that again in case anybody has any questions or concerns. But um, it's really the only, as the bishop puts it, game in town that's really viable. So um, we'll talk about that too. But I didn't want to take today for that particular purpose. Peter. Thank you. St. Luke's Foundation was started in September of 2000. In June of 2011, it was incorporated as its own 501c3 under the name of St. Luke's Foundation of Hilton Head, Inc. The purpose of the foundation is to assist and offer parishioners a cost-effective, efficient way to provide funds to charities and missions, either as a single or long-term gift. This is usually accomplished through setting up an endowment. This past year was very good for the foundation. We received $16,940 in donations and had a 7.3 net return on invested funds. The foundation made contributions that totaled $18,341. They were to the foundation scholarship, $2,500. That's a scholarship that is awarded to a senior who is a member of St. Luke's and is continuing on to a four-year college of his or her choice. Mission scholarships donated, we had a donation too of $900, and the mission scholarship is for our clergy who attend missions elsewhere and need help. And contributor-directed donations of $14,941. Those are people who make donations to the foundation with specific purpose and direction. Our funds are managed and invested by Boyd's Arnold and Company and Wells Fargo Advisors. They continue to do a very good job for us, and we look forward to working with them in the coming year. Bill Phillips continues as our Secretary Treasurer. Forrest Frank, Leslie Richardson, Mark King, and I round out the rest of the board. And bless her heart, Bev Connors is our Recording Secretary. (laughs) Congratulations, Bev, and thank you all very much. God bless. And now the budget, Sarah. Sarah Tillman. 
who stepped in as interim for Bill Thomas and has done a great job working with Amy. Do you need Do you need that little? I've got my heels on. Oh, okay. This is all I've got. I got Can you see else. up over that? Is that okay? Kind of. Can people see you? Kind of. Okay. Enough. Good afternoon to all my St. Luke's friends and family. I love this place, and I pray that the Holy Spirit goes before me when I'm talking, because this is not my forte. Um, But from the treasurer point of view, I do have good news and I have bad news. And because I like to end on glass half full, I'm going to go through the bad news first. None of this is surprising and it's all in the history. In the past, our 2016 income was $80,000 below what we had budgeted. As the finance committee was asking why this had happened, we wondered whether most of this was because of Hurricane Matthew's effects in October. While this certainly had a negative impact on our church family, it is not the cause for the continual year-long shortfall. So the Finance Committee, which, by the way, the recording secretary is whom? Thank you very much. The Finance Committee and Amy had some hard choices to make all year long. No, no, no was the answer to most requests that weren't absolutely necessary. The end result is that it was an outstanding effort in keeping a balanced budget, as you'll see on page 16, I think, 17 maybe. But that means programs suffered. Maintenance on our buildings and grounds suffered. Personnel staffing choices were suspended. That is not a long-term fix. We have a challenge. We can either continue to cut expenses in order to not exceed our decreasing contributions, or every one of us can contribute to make St. Luke's more vital than ever. We need your time. We need your talent. We need your treasure. As the treasurer, I plead with you all to revisit your 2016 pledge. And if you are one of the 112 individuals and families that have come up short, Please rectify that by writing your check. Now the good news. Our Lord Jesus Christ is more powerful than any plan to thwart us. We are here to stay. Through Jesus Christ, we are here to save. That is our mission. We are improving our property and our buildings. We are investing in the long-term future of St. Luke's. And we need more families to join us at St. Luke's. When Keith and I first came to St. Luke's in 2003, we were in a very bad place. Many of you know our story and have walked through this with us. Nobody asked us if we were tithing when we walked through the store. Our history, churchgoers, had been to decide whether we should give up to $20 in the offering plate. But thankfully, there were St. Luke's members who were tithing so that we might learn that Jesus forgave us. We might learn that Jesus loved us, does love us, in fact, was the creator of love. Our tithing journey was scary. Keith reminded me today of a time when he wrote the check in complete faith, 
because the money wasn't in the checkbook. And it just so happened that the next the Monday, we got a check in the mail that covered the electric and the phone. And that check was for a tax return we had done for a parishioner here, one of those who brought us into this church, that we had done his return as a favor. And he wrote us a check. Our tithing has become our blessing. We have stepped out in faith. That's why we tithe, because he has promised us. If you have not turned in your 2017 pledge yet, we ask you to please do so. And are you tithing? Trust him in this. Invite your family and friends and neighbors to join us. We want to give everyone the opportunity to know Jesus as their friend and Lord and Savior. Thank you. I know who next year's stewardship sermon preacher is going to be. That was great, Sarah. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Well, I'd like to ask that someone move that we approve the budget. Are we going to do that now, too? Okay. Someone like to move that we approve the budget? I mean, all in favor? Opposed? Thank you very much. Okay, uh, we need to approve also the diocesan representatives for the diocesan convention coming up in March. And typically what we do is uh, we have the rector's warden. That would be John Evans and his wife, Jamie. Did you clear that with Jamie this year? That's very good. Okay, good. And Frank and Dottie Bowen, and I know you two are good with that. And my wife, Meredith, will be an alternate. Um, And so I would like to propose those as your candidates for diocesan convention. All in favor? Aye. Opposed? Thank you very much. And... That's our business, unless anyone has any questions. Have a blessed afternoon, and go Steelers.